Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Booyah. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Chris. I missed you. It's been a while. It's All of these really will be released time. one week after another, so it seemed like we did this over the course of a month, but I, I don't think we recorded <laughs> since like December. It's been a while. Or January. It feels like it's been about 10 years and do you have a kid? So yeah, things change. Kind of a big deal. Well, it's interesting because when we talked about this before, we had talked about like, oh, you, you'll come over. So, okay, to reset here for just for a sec is obviously we're doing the four-part speaker series with the additional <laughs> intro episode with you um, of son, brother, husband, father. I just have to think yes. of the order. I think that's um, the right order. <laughs> so we're on the, the final episode of Father. But when we had talked about this before and we had done Husband um, back in, yeah, December, January, whenever that was that we recorded. And now we're recording here, at, right here at the end of April. We had talked about like, I think the timing would be really good after Annie delivers and we have our first child, right? To be, for at least for me to have that different perspective. And you're right at the tail end of your first year of seminary. So it's just kind yep. of, a, yeah, the timing just kind it's of quite fitting. providential. It's yeah. quite fitting. So here we are, dude. I mean, if you didn't want to invite me over for dinner, though, you didn't have to like go out of your way to have a kid and then like it, it's just, renovate your kitchen. It was selfish. And you know? <laughs> we're, we're, we're pulling out all the stops, dude. <laughs> Everything we I mean, can. just tell me. It's like, we can't have you over for dinner. I'll be like, okay, fine. Yeah, I'll go eat with the, you know, we're just the gonna, executive we're chef just comes up popping out the seminary. Yeah. Throw you off, dude. Um, cool. Dude, it's so good to see you. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's really good to be back and to talk about this one. This one's very, uh, yeah, relatable right now, yeah. you know, as it were. Not just the topic, but the passage too, dude. Um, yeah, okay. So, as always, I'd like to gather your thought. We just read through. Again, this is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Yeah. First read through. What did you think? Which which uh, lines or verses struck you? <laughs> My first thought was, I'm glad Kevin chose a short verse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's less less to unpack, maybe? <laughs> we, we, we both might be sleep-deprived, so it's probably a good thing yeah. that, uh, you know, there's less to uh, to read here. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> I think we got it right. <laughs> oh, man. But really, I I think the big thing that jumped out would be the word discipline. Oh, buddy. Don't well, even then, get me started. Right, right. And then I think, well, actually, another point that kind of, I don't know if it's related, same verse, but when it says like, I think it's interesting, it addresses the fathers first and says, fathers, don't provoke your children to anger. Mm. You're like, okay, interesting. Like, what is he trying to point out here? Yeah. I don't know yet. Maybe we'll find out. Stay tuned, everybody. Let's unravel this bad boy. <laughs> but like the word discipline, I think we should definitely start there. Okay, let's. What comes to mind? I got a couple thoughts, but you first. What? Oh, man. All right, I'm still warming up. I'm still getting my radio voice on. That is true. Yeah. Do I have a radio voice? You got a face for radio. I don't know what that that's means. Not, that's not actually true. You're a handsome gentleman. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, what comes to mind, it's actually really funny you bring this up because this is something that's been um, yeah on my mind a lot, even before we had our baby. Yeah, man, I don't know. I just think it like speaks so much to the heart of man, hmm. which is t- in so many different facets right we think about being a son being a brother being a husband father right you have to have discipline in every single one of those facets i think the move to the next step in the first place right we had talked a lot uh, from our previous episodes like uh, son for example we have to recognize ourselves and want to be loved and accept that love from the father as a son right Uh, from god the father and from our own our own fathers here on earth too right and so yeah I, i think to have that discipline though to remember that or if we forget that to come back to it you have to have that discipline uh, of heart and of spirit to be able to come back, whether it's taking yourself back to confession, taking yourself back to mass, receiving the sacrament. Yeah, man, I, I just think that you have to have the discipline for move to move from one step to another and also to stay a little bit more in the, the stage where you're at because you never stop being a son, right? You never stop being a brother. Um, 
But I do think that like as you progress through your vocational period, you are meant to be there, right? And so you don't want to fall out of that and think like as a husband or and now a father, I don't want to just like fall back into what it was like to be a bachelor, which is like time is only for <laughs> what, me. What would Annie say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should be like, where have you been? <laughs> Kevin, you slept in till noon again. <laughs> I know. It's only been two weeks in a row. It's not that bad. But yeah, just to think about that is like, yeah, certainly my life doesn't change in so far as the, those four phases yes. we just discussed, Dude. but it, it can in terms of the dedication and discipline. That Dude, we I have. really like, I, I really like what you're saying here with the, the discipline. I mean, especially in the context of fatherhood, um, you know, which I'm working towards, uh, presumably here under the Lord's indeed. tutelage indeed. and formation and what you're living actively. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do what they call a Greek trick. Okay. One, uh, what is, is this? It? Yeah, I think uh, it was like a Dominican a priest. He's like, thing? Oh, he's see. like, look, if you ever, you know, just drop, they call it Greek trick. It's you drop like a Greek word. I don't yeah. know if Josh Miller did that. If he did, good on him for paying attention to this presentation. He must have tricked me. You know, and then everyone's like, oh, wow, he just brought in some Greek. But I'm just looking at the word disciple, or yeah. sorry, discipline, and the root being Professor. disciple. Yep. And I'm like, okay, I'm in Latin. Let's use some of that right now. Yeah. Discipulus, like student. Mm. Mm. I think there's mm. something there about, um, about discipline. I'm like, well, what are you a student of? Like, what are you? Well, it's ultimately to the Lord. Yeah. Like, we're following Him. You know, we are His disciples. Yeah. Which requires the discipline of like studying His way, studying the ways that the church puts forward. Indeed, yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's falling in on the tradition. Right? Yeah, yeah. And just practicing it. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great point, man. So I was thinking about. When you were saying that, we had recorded with Father Maluka on John twenty one twelve. Okay, now is, that man has a great voice for radio. Really, seriously, does. really does. He just it's soothing. Could put you to sleep. No, it really is. They got to get him on Hallow so he can do bedtime <laughs> stories. Um, but yeah, we did John twenty one twelve, and you know part of that is the Lord having breakfast with his disciples, but it's also just asking Peter, "Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me?" And giving the Peter the the opportunity to practice saying yes to the Lord, right? And and imperfectly, maybe not in perfect charity the way that the Lord would want from us, but certainly he still accepts that and realizing that we're imperfect beings. So to have that, like you said, man, just the ability to study and to practice, like to me, maybe that's not completely all of discipline, but that's a huge aspect, right? To have practice before the Lord, even Mm -hmm. if we screw up, is to practice, again, the sacraments or apologizing or just praying, man, that's like, that's discipline. It's just like continuous practice. And it is like a, like a study that, like you said, you you learn from others around you and like what's been handed on to you. And I think that's what we have in the church, which is just epic. Yeah. Because like the life is just hard man. like, it's hard, well, it's hard enough. I'm thinking yeah. of all the times and like that I'm sure you've had in your past and you know, some of which we've talked about. And uh, so in my time in the military, you're just like, this is one of the first things I try and do is instill discipline, mm-hmm. which means like they break you down. Like you have to be a student because I think in the discipline, like you're humbled. Yeah. Because you have to humble yourself in order to learn. Yeah. Is the discipline uh, that you learned in the military, you think, different from the discipline in your prayer or spiritual life that you've experienced so far? It blows me away because it's like the exact same thing. (laughs) I would not be able to do whatever the Lord is asking now if he hadn't taught it to me then. Okay. So stuff as simple as even looking at like a daily schedule. It's like we used to get up real early. You're going to, to do PT, you know, physical whatever. Yeah. Uh, together, you're, maybe there's like a morning formation. Then you jump right into the workday, and you've got like a really set schedule and you're really locked in with all these yep. meetings, engagements, field training, whatever the thing is that you're doing. Yeah. 
uh, like that takes discipline to get after that like day after day. Yeah. And of course, like it feels like it's a little more glamorous if it's in the military, you know, if like, oh, today we get to jump off an airplane. I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool, right? Sick. But like, what is that really contributing to in the in the big picture for the king, for building up the kingdom? It's like, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if you look at seminary, life's pretty similar. Like it's not dissimilar to the military. A bunch of guys living together. Yeah. You know, you're wearing a uniform, being told when to, to do whatever it is you're going to do, what you're doing. Yeah. You know, for how long and you kinda that's it. Like you get up early instead of doing PT, well I'm I'm exercising like spiritual discipline. Yeah. You know, and I'm praying, you're doing a holy hour with everybody, then you're going to mass, and then after that you're jumping into class and you're you know, you're learning your information sessions, doing whatever it is you're doing. And then you all guys day. all go jump out of a plane. And then you jump out of a plane. Spiritually. They, they, they do that. Spiritually. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spiritual parachute. Drop over to the Mitchell International, guys. And <laughs> Off you go. Let me, key, let me key in on that, though, because I think what you're talking about, there's an interesting dichotomy, but also probably a confluence that comes back together, which is the- You're indiv- using some really impressive words right now for, <laughs> for a man who's like half tired and has like a kid upstairs. <laughs> I, I'm just making things up. <laughs> I mean, it sounds good to me. I mean. But like the individual, but also the group aspect of discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you think about that? Because there is certainly, like, okay, use an example that many men will be familiar with, which is working out, whether that's running, lifting weights, whatever it might look like. Much of that tends to be on an individual basis. Not Certainly not saying you can't go for a run with a friend or whatever else and a buddy, but yeah, I think a lot of that has to have the individual discipline, whereas what you're talking about is also the, the group discipline mm-hmm. of being formed together as men, whether it's in the military, whether it's in seminary, whether it's just, you know, two dads getting together as friends, yeah. right, or in a group. Yep. Yeah, man. I I don't know. Like, what do you see is the difference, but what is also what are the parallels there too? You know? I mean, I think they like inform one another. Kind okay. of touche, touche. How you so? Know, it's like you have it's your relationship with the Lord. Like you're trying to follow Him. The best thing I Chris can do for anyone else is to do my best to follow Him first and foremost. Yeah. But in so doing, like he's going to bring all sorts of people together, throw you in different circumstances, and then it's going to be relational. Yep. So it's almost honestly, if we just looked at the cross, which would be very fitting. It's like you've got the like the vertical element that's between us mm, and mm. God, and He's always trying to divinize us. Yeah, you know, like pulling our elevating our humanity up into like His mysteries, whether it's through Scripture, theology, just the daily whatever, daily sanctification. But then you've also got like the horizontal element of the cross, like where His arms are. It's like yeah, that's our relationality as humans with other people. You yeah. know, so it's like we're doing it together. With him, but you know, it's for other people. It's for us. It's it's, it's all there in the cross. I think, and yeah. it comes together in Christ. Yeah, that's man. that's what that kind of makes me think of. Like, yeah, in terms of discipline, and I guess that's the church too, right? To yeah. to what you're saying is certainly you have to take the, like nobody can pray. People can pray, you know, for you obviously <laughs> in your life, but nobody's going to do <laughs> yeah. the prayer. Uh, I've got your rosary you. today, Kevin. It's yeah, fine. I got you covered, bro. <laughs> but yeah, man, you think about that. But then there's also the like you said, the relational or the communal aspect of being able to celebrate mass together. Uh, doing group prayer together, or even just literally breaking bread together Dude, right, in that yes. aspect. It, and it can be that simple. You're like, yeah. wait a minute. You're telling me all I have to do is eat? Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up, dude. Sign me yeah. Up. Take it's my like- firstborn, no problem, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that like- Who that- doesn't like bread? Unless you're gluten-free. And that's and fine. Wa- there's, and there's- wine. Yeah, come on. Or beer. You know, It's great. We'll take whatever. Come on. Dude, yeah, it's it's really interesting to think about that aspect because again, I think that is the church, but I think I think that's yeah, well put. I think discipline 
of the individual sort certainly informs the communal aspect and vice versa because mm-hmm. you can learn from others as you go shoulder to shoulder yes. and kind of just walk alongside them. Dude, because you rub shoulders, yeah. you like don't always get along, like just random stuff's going to happen. You have to live on the same floor as Josh Miller, like all these hardships that come your way. Some of the most difficult you could possibly truly possibly <laughs> imagine, dude. But there's like some truth in that. It's like uh, it's the hard stuff, really. Not yeah. that we should ever seek out suffering or anything like that, but yeah. Like through hardship, you know, iron sharpens iron, like gold that's tested in the fire, whatever you want to say. Um, Like that's usually what brings people together. So like when I'm hanging out with the guys at the seminary, I'm like, wow, this is like eerily similar. If not, I mean, it's better ultimately because it's focused on Christ, but it's so much better than, you know, all those uh, band of brothers type relationships you you form in the military. Mm. Why? Because like it's in the face of adversity and hardship and like going through the suck, as the military says. But mm. like we would just say, like that's just life. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also the pursuit of love, right? Yeah. In the Lord, yeah. in your vocation. Versus, Dude, it's so much more beautiful. Yeah. And not to knock the military, obviously, no, not but at all. that's a more natural, you know, pursuit really versus is. the supernatural yeah. here. Dude, and that's what is, I think. Like we can really hone in on here when we're talking about fathers. It's like this is the path that's accessible to all of us. Yep. You don't have to go be spec ops in the military, jump out of helicopters, do hard stuff. It's like no, life actually is hard enough guys indeed it's like all this is accessible to you like you're gonna face adversity you're gonna face hardship you're gonna have to wake up at two in the morning to go feed well, you're not gonna feed the kid but unless you have the we're bottle we're getting right? the bottles mixed in yeah, you, know? you, got, you, you got the bottle so you yeah. can feed the kid yeah. you know it's like oh my goodness like this is this is hard actually yeah, yeah let me okay dude i gotta i gotta not riff on that but just no you should. i think it's a really good point and especially as we're kind of bringing the whole discipline aspect back to the fatherhood element and theme of this episode man it's like yeah our, our baby's right about five weeks old now and she's beautiful. Can you. confirm. Thank you. So that must she's be, of course, all from Annie's side. Yes, I tell her I hope she gets <laughs> your everything. Um, yeah, man. Like a lot of people, have been like, oh, how are things? Like, oh, is that so great? Like, yeah, it is great. But honestly, man, it's been harder than it has been great so far. Mm-hmm. In in the immediate context, in the grander scheme of things, I feel so blessed. I love my wife. I love my daughter. Like, it's. I still can't even completely wrap my head around the fact that I am a dad. You That's know, wild. But it's and it, I knew you a year ago. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, Woo. things are really progressed. <laughs> but yeah, man, like I, I don't know. Like it's it has been really hard. But I think like the Lord pulls a lot out of you, but also replaces a lot in you in that. Yes. And, and the question is, okay, do I have the discipline to, even when I'm frustrated, tell my wife I love her. Even when I'm frustrated, hold my child close, right? And the Lord doesn't expect you to be perfect in those ways. But as a father, it is to keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back. Like I, I think about the most. Um, I don't know if it's the most recent one, but the uh, Road to Emmaus Gospel. Right? I love that one. It, it's awesome, man. And the question is, like, the, these guys are down, and Christ is like, come on, get your act together a little <laughs> bit. But they're still walking that journey, mm-hmm. right? They're still, like you said, as brothers, walking side by side. And I can imagine these guys, at least in my own head, probably husbands, like, have families. Mm-hmm. But they're still pursuing something that's good, the ultimate good, right? Yep. And, yeah, to be able to just know that, like, okay, things aren't the way I want them to be right now. And I, f- I feel that right now. Like, I, I want our baby to... I feel like my heart breaks when she cries like constantly, right? It's like, well, what can we do for you? Like, I'm glad we can know? confirm you also have a soul. Yeah, small one, small one. <laughs> it's, heart, it's, it's starting to grow. Um, but yeah, man, just like having that reliance and just when the Lord makes himself present to us, because he, he doesn't always make it obvious, but I, I think in that gospel passage, when he does, do we have the ability to recognize it? Oh, dude, amen you know? to that. Like when they say like, yeah, were our hearts not burning when mm. he was with us? And yeah. I'm like, Ooh, yes. Yeah. How many times line, we dude. feel that? Great line. And you're like from that poverty of like having nothing, of being exhausted or whatever. And then like, you feel that burning, you know, you, you give, 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 and then you're totally empty and you're in that state of poverty. And then yeah. 
from that place, like the Lord's like, boom, here it is. And you're like, oh, yeah. thank you so much for showing up. Yeah. <laughs> so give me like, yeah, man, I don't, you're, you're almost through your first year of STEM here. Just give me an idea. So I kind of talked about my side from like the more natural vocation, but mm-hmm. what does that look like uh, yeah, from the seminarian or the pursuit of priesthood standpoint yeah, to dude, be able to struggle through that? Yeah. That's a great Because it might not be apparently obvious at yeah. first, you know, because you, your relationship is spiritual primarily, like through the Lord manifests sure. physically in different ways, you know, like sure. through the formation process and all that jazz. But it's not always apparently obvious because all of it, like you said before, is it's like it's rooted in prayer. So like any any time yeah. that you would spend, like with Annie, with Maggie, like person, yeah. you know, to person, like yeah. human to human, it's like we do the same thing or we ought to do the same thing, but like it's with the Lord. Yeah. So you're like, well, what does that look like? Because it's spiritual. I'm like, yeah, sure, you've got the Eucharist, you've got your daily stuff. But I think mm-hmm. most simply – not to reduce it all or anything, but just to keep it simple because I need that. It's like it just means going back to prayer again and again and again. Yeah. It's like I'll be sitting in my room and be like, I got a bunch of work to do. I got to write this paper. I got to, I don't know, do something for morning prayer tomorrow. I don't want to mess that up. Yeah. Um, whatever the thing may be in, in your in your daily like life schedule. And it's like it means like, yeah, if you ever have that thought, that means stop what you're doing. Like go spend time with the, the only one who has the power to save and the only one who can actually speak to your heart and tell you what's going on yeah. and can reveal something about yourself to you. Yeah. So it means like going back to prayer, at least for me again and again and again. Yeah. You know, man, it's it, as you were saying that I started thinking like, okay, this is not a bad way, but kind of like the opposite for me, because a lot of it is you, you mentioned, I, I can't remember the exact word you used, but it's a really good line of like um, the spiritual things like, <clears throat> manifest themselves in physical ways or maybe opposite. But I think it's opposite for um, the natural versus the supernatural father. And again, not in bad ways, but I think they're mirrors of one they're another. They're complementary. Right, exactly. Like you look at, I've struggled, and I know Annie has said this too, to find as much time to pray as we used to. We used to, you know, daily mm-hmm. rosaries, go to daily masses as often as we could, morning, evening prayer, like your normal stuff as you're yeah. pursuing like a good Catholic life. And Which is amazing and commendable, by the way. Let me throw that in there for like living in the world, quote unquote, and, and doing that. Like seriously, that is amazing. Baby steps. But that's been really, been really hard for us to do as um, as parents now. Like we've been able to, I and mean, we always go to Sunday mass, obviously, but very rarely have we made daily mass together. Besides maybe like on a Saturday where yeah. we have a little bit more time. Um, very rarely are we able to pray a rosary together. Like we'll still try and make that time for, you know, one on one. And We'll still, you know, fight through that. And over these next months, I'm sure get to that point where we're able to kind of reconnect and, and take a deeper yeah. dive. But I think that right now, like the Lord is just asking us, just survive, Bro. be parents, like be in, like you said, embrace the suck right now. Yeah. Cause it is, it is tough and beautiful at the same yeah. time. But yeah, where we find, okay, we just have to be able to find the Lord in this mundane physical and we just kind of return to, I have to do these small things like feeding our daughter, changing her mm. diaper or whatever it might be. Oh, dude, changing, changing my yeah. own diaper, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but you in the opposite sense, you know, because you're pursuing spiritual fatherhood, you have to be able to return to prayer constantly, yep. right? And, but dude, and even find that, him. like, like, um, like you were saying about your daily life and like, it's just in the mundane. It's like, that can kick in too. For so sure. it seems like, like it's really, I'm glad you point, you're pointing this out because it's like, yeah, we're like complementing yeah. one another, like the forums kind of meeting yeah. in the middle. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. It's still kind of the same thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, and it is mundane. You need that. Yeah. Like, yeah, when the alarm goes off at like five in the morning and you got to roll out of bed and yeah. then go do a holy hour, I don't want to do this right now. And then you look at your, at least if you're me, like I look at my calendar and I'm like, 
dude, this thing is packed until like 10 p.m. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Where am I going to find time to just breathe? <laughs> really? Yeah. And you're yeah. like, shoot, man. But then there's something about, like in the military, we'd say embrace the suck. And this, I have to give credit to Josh Van Hecke. He and I have mm. been doing a lot of rucks together. Yeah. Um, but we've man. been talking about this and it's like, no, you need to embrace the cross. It's like, it's not anything to be afraid of, yeah. um, but it, I think, is meant to kind of come to us in our daily lives. Mm. It's like, mm-hmm. we're embracing mm-hmm. the cross. I'm like, yeah, it's it's hard and sometimes it can be mundane or seem boring or dry or arid or or like super stressful yeah. or kind of you're not really in a r- rhythm or routine and you can't seem to kind of settle in it. It's like, that's okay. Like, it, it's not fun. It's super uncomfortable. But you're not meant to fear it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, well, what does a father do? A father is the one, like you pointed out earlier, like it's still a son, you know, still acting as a brother, you know, obviously fulfilling a role as a husband, but like is the one who's able to keep the discipline throughout that. Yeah. Like that's the thing that keeps you like grounded is the discipline itself. It's like the disposition that you have going into the daily grind whatever that is yeah. so it's like when you're at the cross you're like yeah i know this is the cross like i actually am trying to learn to love this and try and be comfortable with the discomfort yeah you know yeah because i'm trying to embrace the cross i'm not trying to run from it it's like i've been given a gift of fatherhood which what a blessing yeah but yeah it's also a cross but the cross is a blessing yeah man no well said and it's just a total culmination to right like if me as you know husband and father now I have to be able to always return and know the simplest, most foundational block that I am a son of God, right? that I am able to turn to the Father for support and prayer and everything, and to know then that there's also a community that surrounds me as a brother to mm-hmm. be able to provide that support here in the church. That's what Christ provided the church for us for. And then to be a husband, which is to show the natural reflection of the love between uh, father and son, right? The heavenly father and, and heavenly son. And show that to my wife. So that's reflected naturally through our, like as a father to our children, right? And you have that progression of like, it all just reflects back as sons and daughters, obviously, of Christ, of God. And that's the most important thing is like God. And then it's, you know, your spouse and then it's your children and everything just grows from that, man. So it's just, yeah, it's a thread Dude, that amen. runs through everything. It is so beautiful, man. It has to. I've been like breaking it. I've been thinking about this a lot, like the cross and whatnot. And kind of landed on like two different I don't know what the word is, structures or something like that. But it's like, you've got the man, like, you know, humankind, mankind, like our union with God, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like ruptured in the fall, sad face, but that's okay because we got (laughs) Christ, right? Indeed. And and then we've got like within humanity, like relationality. So it's like, like unity, you know, between man and God or God and man. And then relationality, like kind of like the horizontal thing, kind of with the cross again. And it's just like, oh yeah. And the place where it all comes together, kind of like what you're saying, yeah. is the cross. Yeah. And to be able to bear that, man. And, and also, I think it's not just the, the discipline to be able to say, okay, I'm going to wake up and, and I'm going to you know, bear my cross today in whatever way that presents itself. But it's also just being able to have complete humility and also vulnerability before the Lord. Man, I like I've struggled. You just mentioned like the hardest words ever. It's tough, dude. (laughs) Like I found that especially, man, this past you know month or so is just being able to go to the Lord and say, like, okay, I'm concerned. I want to make sure I provide for my family. I want to do right by my wife. I want to do right by my own, you know, external family. um, But see friends, balance prayer life adds up, right? And so it's just be able to go to the Lord and say, like, I don't think I can do this alone. And then realize like the Lord's like, you're right. You can't, <laughs> you know, and you're, Dude, not, you're like, not meant to. What a, oh man, that is, 
Amen, dude. It's tough. I mean, I'm assuming you, you've oh, experienced that as well. You're hitting all these things and you're realizing the implications. You're like, you're catching glimpses of all the stuff that he's asking you to do now and how it's going to contribute to what his plan is and yeah. how it's manifesting and all of his promises and the hopes that are in there and like the disappointments and like everything in between. It's just messy. Yeah. And like all that, I feel like as men, all that stuff just like adds up. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like you were saying, it's like, yeah, I got to be a good husband and, you know, be a good father and I got to worry about my in-laws who are visiting in town yep. and then I got to care for the house. I got to pay the bills. I got to work. I got to do this. I still got to go to mass. Yep. Like, when am I going to pray? And you're just like, oh my goodness, dude. Yeah. All that stuff just piles on. It's a tsunami. Yeah. And yeah. like, I feel the same way about whatever the thing is. Yeah. And it is so uncomfortable. Let me ask you this, man. Like what, obviously you're progressing towards the point you're still going through formation and seminary or you know, whatever the journey yeah. the Lord asks you, but yeah, let's say you, you get to culmination of being ordained a priest, whether it's in Milwaukee or wherever, yeah. right? What are you most worried about? Like what scares you the most about being uh, a spiritual father? I think it's what you just said is the balance. No, is having to be vulnerable. Mm. And recognizing that that is actually where he's the strongest. Like, he must increase, I must decrease. Word. You know? To do that as a priest, too, to your flock, I can imagine would probably well, in front be of anyone, hard. Yeah. Even man on but man. That's true, yeah. You know, like, Very how true. many times have, like, us men were just like, uh, how are oh, you doing, bro? Good, dude. Yeah. I'm fine, man. Yeah, you want to go work out <laughs> yeah. or something? Drink or beer and stuff. Sports or sports. I don't even know. Whatever <laughs> guys are supposed to do, right? Or yeah. whatever society tells us we're supposed to do. It's like, no. Like, almost like the false sense of masculinity. And yeah. you're like, no, actually... We know what authentic masculinity is, like we've talked about, I think, in our previous series yeah. or whatever. It's yeah. it's like it's the cross, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you're like, oh, ouch, because that's like vulnerability. And I actually have to be able to say, I don't know what's going on right now. I th- okay, so, but even outside of that, right, if you think back through the four kind of pillars that we've discussed in this series, I feel like as a father, that has to be the hardest one. Mm-hmm. To be vulnerable, the hardest stage to be vulnerable. Agreed, at. because you're ex- almost like you're expected to exactly. You're the responsibility is at the top of the yeah. heap, yeah, exactly. you know, for lack of a better term. It's yeah. like your children will look to you, your flock yes. looks to you, and who are you to not show the strength that they need? You know, right? Which do, do makes sense because like when we follow this, we're like, yeah, no wonder why men just like go till they break because yeah. it's like, like you, think, you know, we don't know any better. It's <laughs> just, just like, work I'm just gonna keep going, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's see what happens, dude. Really, because it's like it's because that's I think. It's easier just to keep going and be like, everything will be fine. It'll yeah. work out. Which, again, if you're with the Lord, yes. But what's harder, I think, is acknowledging that in humility. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, in, which is vulnerability. And that's discipline to do that, right? Oh, but it's also dude. like, dude, man. I, yeah, just to be able to have that wherewithal to admit before the Lord. It, like, I am nothing and I need you to increase in my life so that my own worries, my own, you know, warts or weaknesses decrease. I don't know about you, but I have found it's like the biggest lies, obviously they come from the enemy, but the ones that we buy are the ones that we're telling ourselves. Yeah. You know, it's like, I have to figure this out. Yeah. You know, I don't think anyone else can really understand me. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember if I mentioned this. I might've mentioned this in, in the last time, but some point, somebody asked how something was, you know, how I was doing or whatever. And I was like, I have no idea what's going on. And like, to me, I'm like, I, I, I want to know what's going on, but I, I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. And dear friend was next to me and she was like, you know, wow. And she, she said something uh, after the fact, um, you know, like a few weeks later, she's like, you know, that one thing you said, I actually used you as an example when I was meeting with, you know, like a client for 
for whatever. It's like, yeah, I've got this friend and he's just so humble. And I'm like, oh, that wasn't humility. That was like my pride trying to say that I knew what was going on, but I didn't. And I hated that I had to admit it, you know, but I was like, it's a, whole, it's a mind game. I was like, what, what is going on here? Yeah. But yeah. like, that's the thing with men. Like, it's just, it's just so hard for us to acknowledge yeah. in true humility that like, we don't actually have to know what's going on Yeah, because we are walking with the Lord and like, he's going to tell us. Yeah, dude. You know? Yes. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I don't want to keep it too abstract or anything, because you know, for whoever wants some practical advice. Yeah. Which is why I think we can go back to discipline. But I well, I think your thoughts. Are no, I that. think that's foundational, man. Because the more you say that, the more I think, okay, the vulnerability or humility gets harder with each stage. Because as a son, you know, you can turn to to God, right, in prayer, yep. and that's fine. And often it's really easy to say, okay, man, like I really want to be married. Where I want to already be a priest, right? If, depending on which vocation you're pursuing. But let's say like, a, you know, most of the men in the community or friends that we have, and I want to be married. I, I would love to have kids someday. That's beautiful. Where are you now? Yeah. It's you, like, how do you get there? Right. You're a son, you're a brother, but it's easier to commiserate, not in a bad way, but just yeah. to like commiserate with your brothers who are not there because that tends to be a, a broader pool. Right. But the further you get in, the more people are like, Oh yeah, man, like what's it like to be married? And like, no, you're a dad, like, how's all that? It's like I have no idea. Yeah. Like, like truly, what am I supposed to say? Or exactly. Do? Like I, I don't know what the answer is there. Like, I do not consider myself like some star husband. Like I've been married a year, obviously. Hey, that's how I see you, all right. Thanks, buddy. Like you're you're I mean, clearly any star. A, any like, season, any season like that too, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Come on. <laughs> no, but like honestly, man, like it, it's it's funny because the further you get in, people think like, oh, that person has it figured out. And I don't, man. Like, mm-hmm. I just responded to the Lord's call because he finally beat me over the head enough to be like, yep. here it is, right? Um, but I struggle with a, a lot of the same stuff that I'm sure most of the guys in the community do. Because I'm still I'm still a dude. I'm still a guy, you know, like. Amen. And so, like you said, like, you have to have that discipline to go back and say, okay, that's okay. Like, I, I know I have my fraternity. I have my brotherhood here. And you, obviously, yep. you brought that up in SEM. Like, you go to those guys and say, Man, people expect me to know the answers because I, you know, I go to seminary and I know these, you know, I'm supposed to know all these things. Yeah, you spent six years studying whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, shoot, what do I know? Yeah. Not much. And then you meet this like sage old woman who just like says something in like a one, kind of like a Yoda esque line. You're like a Sunzu one liner. Yeah. Gosh, that's amazing. (laughs) You're like a a little fortune cookie or something, you know? I'll put you in my pocket. (laughs) But yeah, like to have that that wherewithal to admit, like, okay, I don't have it figured out at this stage. Like, yes. I think that tends to be more the humility and not in the prideful way of like, uh, no, like I don't get anything. I'm dumb. I hate when people say that. Like, you know, as much as like the Lord has given you, right? Amen. And has informed you of like, it's okay to admit that, but you don't have everything figured out. Dude, well, even that is a journey. Speaking of which, I think then that that's, I think part of being a father is recognizing like, all right, here's what I got. Yeah. Here's what I think I know. Here's what I think the Lord is doing. And all you can do is respond to that. And you're like, yeah, shoot. You know what? Actually, I think it is more humble for me just to say like, yeah, he's given me all these gifts, whatever they may be. And I'm just trying my best to like to, to live them out as I think he's asking me. Yeah. But like, dude, even that is a journey. Even that's a struggle as a man. Yeah. But dude, I think to the whole point about like, well, why do we care about this? If we're, if we're talking about fatherhood, I think it's because of the effects that a father, like a good father has on whoever is able to benefit from like witnessing that humility or that whatever it is, obedience, humility, like a father's discipline. Like some of the most impactful things I've I've witnessed would be like a father getting up in, in front of everyone being like, you know what? Just naming whatever the thing is. You know, yeah. we, we all, we, we both know certain guys have done this, you yeah. know, certain men, certain fathers that we have that have, have done that. Yeah. And just like, you know what? You don't have to actually understand everything. Like if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling this, if you're struggling with purity, whatever the thing is, like that's okay. Guess yeah. what? You're not alone. 
So I was like, oh, shoot. Like, what is a father? A father is one that, like, creates or holds space. Yeah, creates an Because there's all this yeah. stuff. We can get overwhelmed with it. A father, like, clears that out and establishes space, you know? And, like, I think that's that's what the father does. Like, he's yeah. holding us all, sustaining us all in existence. Like, he's holding us, and that's what a father does. Like, you hold the space so that, you know. Others can grow. Others can yeah. grow within yeah, it. Man. Yeah. And well be said. like, oh, my goodness. Like, and that's such a relief. Yeah. And then you see the effects of that fatherhood, and you're like, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. But he did it through... Humility. Yeah. Through obedience, through whatever. Discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Father Johnny Burns has, you know, has that great line that he says in some of his homilies where it's like, what's the big deal? It's just your life. You know? And people are like, no whoa, big whoa, deal. hold on. Hey, like, what does that mean? Whoa. But in that, to your point, it's just, it's, we, we want to fill our lives, think we have to hit all these goals, all these metrics, all these, you know, check the box sort of things. And it's like, it's just, a day-to-day life, right? And what yeah. what are we focused on in that life, mm-hmm. right? And to your point, is it creating space for spiritual growth in ourselves and then obviously as fathers and our children as well? And so I think, man, like uh, the harvest is plentiful, plentiful, the laborers are few. And so to be a father is is to go out and want to reap that harvest is for me is to be able to want to lay fertile ground for my children to grow mm-hmm. and then to step aside. Right. Cause how often, like do people often think of like the people who labored on the farm? No, I mean, they're the ones who created the crops, mm-hmm. you know, well, obviously the Lord, but like went through and, and labored and sweat of the brow. You know, if you Dude, think about yeah. Genesis, like that's the way we we're intended to be. And we don't need the recognition for it either. You know, Dude, I think that's, that's probably the pinnacle like the summit of fatherhood, I think, is when you ha- you have that much love and you've put in your very life, yeah, like sacrificing silently day in day out yeah. for your your whole life, uh, just to give the one you love away. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, first and foremost, and ultimately, like to the Lord. Yeah. Right. But then, however that plays out in the world, you know, whether you're spiritual or or natural father, like doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like it's the same thing. Like you're pouring your life into this. Yeah. For the Lord, so that someone else has freedom to then do whatever the Lord is asking them. Yeah. Which itself might take another lifetime. So you might not even see it. Yeah. Makes me think of like Abraham Mm -hmm. stepping out in faith. Yeah. You know, receiving God's promises. Be like, all right. I'm not going to see this before I die, but here we go. But it produces fruit in a hundredfold, man. Mm-hmm. And like, I think of, it's not just that, which is obviously a huge part of it is, okay, just be patient and be humble enough to know that I don't need to see the fruits. Like that's the Lord's. That's so hard. <laughs> but man, like I think of myself, like I need to provide in a physical manner to put bread on the table for my family. Mm-hmm. Dude, when you're a priest, when you're ordained, you will be required to, in the same way, provide sustenance on a daily basis in the long-term journey, but spiritually so. In the body of Christ, man. Like, that's what Christ came to do is to break bread with his apostles, both, you know, in John 21, 12 and breakfast, but also in this sense of the Last Supper and all the ways that he sat down and shared a meal with his disciples or with those Dude. who followed him, man. Like, you will be responsible for that. Yeah. It's a big ask. Right? You know? But, like, that's what, like, the people and you're need, like, man. Well, and what, what's a man asking? You know, if he's worth his salt, it's like, am I made for that? Like, am I up for it? Can yeah. I do it? Yeah. And I think that's the hard part is acknowledging, like, no, we can't actually. Not on our own. Generally not up for it. Don't really know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's acknowledging yeah. that, like hanging out in that tension. Like that's a, oof. Yeah. But you you had a good point about the Lord just um, like sitting down with his disciples, just being with his disciples. Yeah. Presence. Yeah. 
I think that's a huge thing as well. The in terms real of like presence holding the space. is this thing. Ooh, the real presence, starting there, and then our presence too. Just, yeah, just being with one another. Just being with one yeah, another. Just Spending being a good time. Witness. You don't have to do anything. Exactly. Yeah, well said, man. I want to um, touch on a couple of things here in the passage. So we talked a lot about you know the, the the discipline aspect, which is really important for all stages, but especially as a father to keep being that you know that figure that somebody can look up to, uh, and you were reflecting the Lord just as Mary was that that mirror that reflects mm-hmm. the Lord. Like we want to at least pursue that as imperfectly as possible, yeah. but to still pursue that. Um, but I want to go kind of the first part, which is fathers do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Yeah, man, I, I think this is like it sounds really obvious at first. You're like, well. Well, duh. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do that. Why would I do that to my children? Like, I'm not going to treat them in such a way. But when we, I think when we think about it, man, like it kind of ties together the two aspects of, you know, the discipline, but also do not provoke your children to anger, which is to say, like, you're being burdened with a huge responsibility. And that is to to bring somebody up uh, to fullness in the faith. Like for us, like we're having our daughter baptized this weekend. Thank you. Yeah. We're excited, man. Excited for her. I and my wife will be responsible for her spiritual well-being I, in the physical world, obviously, outside of what the Lord provides to her through the graces of the sacrament. But um, we will be responsible. Right? We have the, you know, the ask to teach her in the ways of the church. We have the ask in the ways to just teach her good practices, good manners, good morals, right? And so as to say, like, okay, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. When we look at the ask that the Lord has for us is to say that, like, okay, uh, you want to give your child everything, right? But sometimes you can't. Like you have to tell them, no, you can't go watch TV. You yeah. Know? In the same way for you, like if somebody comes to you um, and wants, like, oh, we should do this in church and that in church, right? Like when you're when you're a priest, man, sometimes like the answer will have to be no. Why? Because as a good father, sometimes you have to say no. Dude, I think what you're touching upon, at least in like a word that comes to mind, would be like charity. It's like, yeah, well, what, no, dude, yeah, yeah. What does that actually look like in the day to day? Yeah. The other word that came to mind for me was mercy. Mm. Indeed. You know, what do you when, mean? when yeah, someone do you think that? acts out or is worthy of, maybe not worthy, I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah. if there's some injustice or something like that that could be corrected, it's like, well, well how are you going to respond to that? Yeah. You know, like when Maggie inevitably uh, takes off her diaper and smears it on the walls downstairs. Not that I wish that upon you. I wouldn't, but when that happens, when happens she's not listening. I know that, but yeah. you know, like when that happens or when she at least gets a, gets a Sharpie and starts coloring on yeah. on dad's newly painted walls. It's like, it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's like look, daddy, it made something. You're like, oh, it's beautiful. Let's let us not, you know, it's like, oh man. Yeah. But it's like, how are you going to respond? It's like, well, yeah, I've got to respond as the situation dictates but that's with mercy that's with charity right because that's the instruction from the lord right? yeah and i think man like maybe what i'm trying to, to drive at in a more succinct manner would just be um, there's a difference between righteous anger and then provocation towards an unrighteous anger so mm. it says do not provoke your children to anger well we might anger our children you, you might anger you know your brothers your son whatever it might be um, but is that still in line with what the Lord's asking us? Is it still in line with his teachings, right? So I guess in a more, you know. Dude, I think that's the hard part. Yeah, well, like in a concrete sense. The hard part is when I think like the others, just call them children for lack of a better term, just to keep it simple right now. It's like when the children like don't see the same thing that you see as a father that you've received from the Lord and that you know you're doing your best to like follow him in it. Yeah. And that involves like, yeah, sometimes like like some suffering really. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think that's harder is watching the ones you love suffer because yeah. they're going to suffer because they don't fully understand yet. And you're like, you don't have to understand right now. Just trust me. Yeah. 
Well, as any good father will do too. So I think the first part of this passage is really important because it has that word, you know, provoke. You don't have that provocation towards anger, but are we willing to promote the church's teachings, the teachings of Christ to the people that matter to us and, and to anybody to tell the truth, man? So I think a lot of this is you think of um, the church's stance on, on marriage, gender ideology, mm-hmm. um, you know, cohabbing. I mean, there's so many contraception, so many things, whatever. man. Like, yeah. are you willing to say, I know this might anger this person because they have a wound that makes them support something that's mm-hmm. against the church, right? So I think of like abortion as a sense. Yeah. I think a lot of people, man, are like pro-abortion or pro-choice. Maybe not a lot, but like many people because they know somebody who's had an abortion. They've had an abortion mm-hmm. and that guilt drives them. They're like, well, I have to support it because then I'll be admitting that I did something terrible. And it's like, but the Lord's calling you to mercy. But as a father, it's to be able to say like, Yes, this is right and this is wrong, even if it's not what you want to hear. Dude, and the hard part, I think, in like a in human from a relational perspective is like, and how do you do that without judgment? Yeah. Because like they might not be able to receive that. You're actually oh not boy. judging them. You're actually just speaking, the, like you're living yeah. the truth as you understand it and as you know to be true. That is like, the question. That is the hard part. And I, yeah, yeah I mean, you have to rely on the Lord for that. I, I can't problem solve that one. Yeah. I don't have anything practical for that except uh, come Holy Spirit. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. No, that's that's for sure. I mean, you just have to be able to give that over to the Lord in, in a lot of different instances. Yes, to a certain extent too, though, like when you're in that point, to just be able to speak with conviction and speak mm-hmm. truthfully. Yep. Um, but I think people tend to be responsive when you speak with conviction, like, hey, here's what I believe, but here's why I believe it. Because I think like as children grow up, right? Um, and I think in the physical sense, but again, spiritually too, people have that natural natural inclination towards curiosity like why why yeah. why and to be able to not just if they're say, open well hopefully but <laughs> i just think of like any like young kid like oh like why is it like this why can't i do that and there is like a certain uh beauty and simplicity to say like because i said so you know <laughs> but Dude, that's gonna be your second favorite line yeah probably after, i love you honey i'm sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah man to be able to also say okay it's because i say so but also here's, here's why, why. You know, dude, I think that's the beauty of it is when there's room for that. Yeah. You know, because there is discipline. There has been instruction. It's ongoing. Yes. You know, so they can receive it. Yeah. Yeah, So they can receive it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. And then obviously flows forth from your example, which we know, but. Yeah. No, I think you're spot on though, man, with what you said before is to be a father is to create that space though. And you have to do that first. With the Lord. Yes. uh, Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have to do that, you have to do that first to be able to say, okay, I've created this space for discourse and maybe it won't always be an agreement, but some sort of discourse and trust, mutual trust and understanding. And I think that's maybe where you have less of the judgment, like you said. Obviously, again, through the Holy Spirit, you're able to, hey, Lord, you take this one. You have to allow them to come to a sense of understanding. But I don't think if you if you haven't created that space in the first place, then you're not going to have that mutual trust that one would expect out of a father because hopefully most people will see a father figures like somebody like a sense of authority or yep. kind of like a, a wise old owl you know that's <laughs> the hope sage yeah, yeah that's the hope man so i think that you put it perfectly like it is just like that space man so okay last question then why should any man want to become a father because that's what you were created to be mic drop mic drop i won't drop it because what's this thing called we were talking about this the, before. The had, pop filter. The pop filter. Yeah, yeah, pop, pop. I don't want to ruin the pop filter. That's okay. You, you can. I think it was like 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes, that's why we're created. I think it's honestly, I think it is that simple. 
Yeah. Because that's what's going to make you the most happy. You'll be the most fulfilled. You're going to be the most challenged, yeah. stretched, beaten up, worn down, weary, but also you will have witnessed some of the most beautiful things that you could not, you could never have done on your own or even conceived of. It'll be so much greater than anything you possibly could have imagined. Cause like, that's the hope. That's the whole point. Yeah. You know, like you only have one life, yeah. a human life like this as we know it. Yeah. It's like, you may as well like embrace the cross and then be transformed, be divinized, be glorified in it. Yeah. Like for the Lord, through the Lord, with the Lord, in him, all yeah. of it, you know? Yeah, man. That's why you do it. Yeah, I think of just... That's what we're all looking for. It's like that deep meaning that just strikes you to the core so you can pour yourself out. Yeah. Like utter self-immolation. Nothing left on the table. That's what a man wants. Yeah. And you do that though and then are obviously refilled by what the Lord has to offer for you. Yep. Fatherhood is that journey. Indeed. Indeed, my friend. Yeah, I think of... It is hard. Like it's really... Like people think like, oh, like what's it like to be a dad? Like it's hard, man. It's really freaking hard. But I can't tell you just like how much joy it brings me. And that's like indescribable to see our sleeping baby or to, you know, when she's playing and doing tummy time, like just simple things, (laughs) man, of just like, it brings you indescribable joy because that's what the Lord intends for you. Like you said, it's the culmination of the purpose of like what the Lord put you here on earth for, Mm -hmm. which is the most perfect, perfectly imperfect practice uh, before the beatific vision, right? Of being able to just like worship him without distraction and fullness to be emptied out and just give him all of your praises right and to be able to do that here is like look at all the gifts i've been given as a father like let me return that in kind you know amen sweet well so ends the journey my friend great stuff it was it's been a ride yeah always good stuff well chris mead thank you for joining my friend Thank you, Kevin. This always wraps, a pleasure. Yeah, it always is, buddy. Wraps the uh, four slash kind of like five-part series. It's technically a four-part <laughs> series. We had an intro episode with you. Uh, but the four-part series, this was the father episode of our son, brother, husband, father. Hope everybody enjoyed. We'll see you guys next time.